where we are looking at absolutely beautiful sunny skies out the window over Bellevue and into Seattle. Woohoo! I'm home, baby. Hi, Eric. <laughs> hey, good afternoon, Susan, and welcome back to Seattle. Great to have you here for even just a little visit. Even just a yeah. little visit. I I've dis- I realized, I arrived Tuesday, I realized I've tried to do two weeks in one, you know, uh, so much to do, so much to see, and I'm well, so Well, all gl- of 2020 seems to have been like a mashup. I mean, some, some parts feel like it's been 20 years, and some parts feel like it's been, you know, a week. So, it's so happy. <laughs> cramming in two weeks worth in of stuff weeks. into one week, yeah, and, and I'm par sure, for the course. I'm sure our resident astrologer, Cheryl, will have some comments on wrong time warping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cheryl Hopkins with us today. Yes, Cheryl Hopkins is with us. Uh, I'm I'm really glad to be here. I wanted to start uh, out with two little shout outs. Uh, One very quickly, a serious one. Uh, My friend uh, Laura Lee Waters, uh, she lives in um, Colorado, but uh, her nephew uh, is back east in New Jersey and um, he's coming to end of life. And I would uh, just like to publicly say, may the angels carry him home uh, in as loving and as caring and as gentle a way as possible. So I, you know, I just uh, my sympathy uh, to his mother Judy, and to his aunt Laura Lee and and other members of the family and his brother. I just uh, want to say that little bit of word and uh, a beautiful human being, Mike. It's a beautiful, beautiful human being, and this planet was blessed with his presence. So, that seemed appropriate way to start, you know, a m- memorial. And the second shout-out that I'd like to do is to my eye doctor, Dr. Shen. Uh, she is the most fabulous person in the whole world. <laughs> She's Okay, so she uh, had removed a cataract and had replaced it on my right eye several years, quite some, you know, several years ago while I was still living in Seattle and so forth. And recently it's been like clouding over and I've been, you know, I can see things at a distance, but I can't read them. So I went up and thinking, well, when they make the appointment to do the cataract on the left eye, Mm -hmm. you know, then they'll fix this. And she said, oh, we can do that today. It'll only take a half an hour. I went, okay. And I could see. Science. <laughs> science. It's amazing. <laughs> science. We love science. She healed me with science. science. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And and Eric, you had an eye exam too. That's right. Yeah, I got uh, PRK surgery about uh, two months ago. And, uh, you know, so th- this it's 2020, 2020 vision. Let's do it. Well, here's to seeing the KKN crew can see 2020. Yes. <laughs> so that's great. How about your site, Cheryl? Ms. Hopkins? Well, <laughs> listening to this wonderful um, discussion makes me wonder, I, it's probably time for me to get mine checked out because I tell you, sitting in front of this computer as much as I do, I just know that my my eyesight is being affected as much as I have filters and all of that. Um, So, yeah. And then, of course, on the other level, it could also be um, a metaphor for how to see with the non-physical eyes is, you know, better, so to speak. So, Well, that's true. When you're driving and you kind of have to guess what the sign says, it's... uh... Not good. <laughs> well, I mean, I it, it's far enough. I mean, I could see mm-hmm. far enough. I, I, you know, that I could, you know, function. I would not endanger other people's lives sure, if I sure. could see better than that. But I was starting to get a little worried, you know. Yeah, and yeah. She said, "Well, you know, we can do it today." I said, "Today? Uh, well, what about Friday or Monday?" She goes, <laughs> "I won't be here." Okay, today's good. <laughs> <laughs> Today works. Today works. <laughs> Wow, cool. So I'm glad you have vision restored. Yeah, yeah, and then it'll be even better when I... And I'll have to make another trip back up here. Well, it'll be good to see you again. It'll be great. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll plan that. Um, 
Anyway, you have lots of cool things to tell us astrologically. Yes. Well, September is going to be, I think, a little bit of an easier go, <laughs> so to speak. Um, the same energies that have been in place for uh, a while now, really before this year began, and kind of speak to all the change and upheaval and uh, distortion and dissolution des of the known world uh, is, of course, still the backdrop. We start the month with um, five, uh, yeah, five planets retrograde. Um, it'll go to six on the ninth when Mars retrogrades in Aries. And then, uh, but at the end of the month, Saturn goes direct. So we'll go from five to six to five again. Uh, and so that sense of being kind of in this holding pattern but having the pattern kind of uh, be a little more intensified as representative of the Mars and Aries retrograde. So, of course, we know Mars mythologically is the god of war, right? right. And Aries is um, typically representative of youth, of getting things going, of doing things on your own, of pushing the envelope, daring, and being about, you know, my personal freedom. You know, so we're going to see, you know, this is nothing new here in America, but we'll see much more around all of that. Um, so, Cheryl, the good Cheryl, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm starting a new project, Gold mm -hmm. Ghosts and Geronimo. And this mm -hmm. is a, you know, it's, a, it, it's something important to me. And I, I'm just sort of obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. um, will this mercury i mean mercury mars, mars retrograde. retrograde will that really push me i mean even more so than i'm already feeling pushed well see to, to answer that question really do it justice i would need to see your chart to know your chart see where it falls now i recall you you have pisces energy right and you yeah. have a, the gemini is it the gemini moon or is your moon in pisces gemini moon in my gemini in my moon. natal chart and my mars uh mars is in um uh, aquarius in my natal chart Okay. Do you know what house your Mars falls into? Do you know what your rising sign? Well, is? it would have to be the if my if my, uh, my son is in the eighth house, it would have to be the seventh. Okay. I would think. No. 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 Your son. You know that your son is in the eighth house. Yeah. Okay. And, and I have Leo. Pisces? Yeah, and I have Leo on the uh, ascendant. Okay, so you have a Leo rising then. Uh -huh. Okay, so this Mars in Aries is going to be beneficial for you. Yes. In the sense that because it's in its own sign, which is a fire sign, mm -hmm. it, Leo is fire, right? Mm -hmm. And your natal Mars, if you are correct, the memory in Aquarius is an air sign. So fire, air, and air are synergistically compatible. So the the whole time that Mars has been transiting through its own sign in Aries, which has been really since uh, July, August, uh, yeah, it actually started on the 28th of June. So yeah. this whole time you have been energized. I have. You have been like I the have. energizer I've been buddy. Like, yeah, I've been like, <laughs> there's no stopping me. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're about to slow down, girlfriend. Oh, thank okay. God. I, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna take a a stay uh, uh you know not a vacation, vacation. a staycation. vacation. Yeah, you get home. Right. Exactly. So, um, on the ninth of this month, Mars, uh, she's he's actually slowing down now to sort of retrograde, turn and retrograde, and that uh -huh. actually happens officially on the ninth, and the retrograde period lasts through the fifth, fourteenth uh, of November. Okay. okay. So okay. what does this mean? You put a lot in motion, right? Mm -hmm. So during this retrograde period could be a very good time for you to review and revisit what has been initiated, yes. what has been tweaked, where you've put your, your, your focus of activity, or look at how you have uh, been active in service to what your goals are around you know your effort here right maybe there's a a new way to 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 be active or how to direct your your focus of activity does does any of that sound it sounds absolutely right on for me okay you know okay. i sort of intuitively do what <laughs> what astrology wants me to well yeah, that's that's really the validation that we are all at the effect 
of the planetary influences. Mm -hmm. And when I say planetary influences, which I try not to say often, because that in some minds it could be a direct link of okay Mars is beaming something to me no no no, no doesn't no. work like that uh -uh. right I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I didn't I'm say that, that very you, well I'm I realized that for audience purposes yeah it's not that simplistic okay no. it's so much more about frequency and resonance and there's always free will well there's always free will but to be honest with you until one becomes self-actualized our actual free will is very minimal we are truly at the mercy of our karma, at mm -hmm. our shadow material, mm -hmm. right? That's right. what dictates our fears, our phobias, our blind spots, okay. right? Until that's overcome, free will is a nice hope. <laughs> 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 and I'm saying that for my own madness. I'm talking. So anywho, about September. Okay, we've got Virgo is up, okay? This is Virgo's month. It's an earth sign. So... This will be the movement of the sun this month from now through the 23rd, which will be the autumnal equinox, and then it moves into Libra. Up until that time, it's going to be in opposition to your Pisces energy, okay? Um, but anyone who has Pisces in the chart uh, will have that oppositional pull, which could be good in terms of the outer world, the external world, other people being uh, the impetus for action. Around, and and because Neptune is in Pisces, that action could be geared towards um, maybe uh, doing something that's more inspired, creative. Maybe it's about getting real yep. and seeing what's really going on. Also, with the sun in Virgo, it's in the best aspect to all of the planets that have been at the rep or symbolic of all this upheaval and collective change that has been going on in the world and in our individual lives, making really positive uh, trying aspects to Uranus, um, the f 1st of September through the 5th, a good time for being, you know, innovative, walking on the wild side, letting your, you know, your genius come in and working with that. The second week of the month, it's in a favorable trying aspect to Jupiter, all about expansion, you know, going where no man, woman has gone before in terms of your personal um, adventurousness. Uh, also, perhaps issues around or opportunities around trust and faith, okay, and being able to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, and also yeah. getting more in integrity with oneself and one's vision and wishes and will execution. Then the second week of the that same week through the 16th of September, that's when we have that sun opposite uh, Neptune. So we've got that sun Virgo, Neptune Pisces thing talking that I was wow. I spoke to a moment ago. Mm -hmm. And then the 11th of the month to the 22nd, we have sun trying to um, Pluto and also to Saturn. So these two planets are really the, the linchpin um, of what has been happening in terms of uh, up, upheaval and change uh, that we've been talking about for quite a long time. And so with the sun in Virgo in a favorable aspect to these energies, it's a good time to tackle the hard thing that has been so difficult. Um, it's a good time to, uh, to really, you know, do the work and to confront things that have maybe not been easy to handle, you know, either in relationship or activity or function or within self. Um, this is a good time for beginning some kind of deep process, right? A therapy analysis or, you know, going deep into something that, like I said, just has been avoided because it's been unpleasant or it's been difficult. Could be a time where one has to step up and execute leadership, take on more responsibility. And while it could seem to be scary or frightening, uh, just know that, you know, depending on what's going on in your chart, this could very well be, you know, the opportunity to prove oneself to oneself. So, you know, when you have favorable interactions with very challenging planets and challenging places, um, it doesn't always, it doesn't feel good, but it must mean that this is the time where something positive can come about. Um, so there's yeah, that. I really, you know, that so sings to me. Mm, um, okay. It so Good. sings to me. Um, um, my one of the people that I'm working with, uh, Leanda, uh, is coming to uh, Arizona on the 12th, 
Mm-hmm. We are going over to New Mexico on the 14th to do this prep prep work for mm-hmm. the show, uh, mm-hmm. doing all of this. I, I have met, I mean, it has been so weird. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> I've gone, I, I went into Best Buy to buy a camera my daughter was buying for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the man I'm, that's helping me, he's from New Mexico. His, his aunt has a ranch right where I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's wow. just all falling into place. Yeah, it's just yeah. all falling then you into know, place. You know, you're in track when that happens. Yes, you, you're yes. on track. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember my first teacher telling me, "When something is meant for you, you can't keep it away from you. No, if, it is, if it's not meant for you, you nothing you do will make will it make happen. it happen. I mean, yeah. you know, it, the, this is these people have just quote unquote magically. I don't know if you want to call it that or what, but they've just mm-hmm. appeared in my life that are useful mm-hmm. for this. And then, oh, and here I, I know this and I know that. And things that uh, things that just don't make sense are making sense. So let me say <laughs> for you, uh, Susan, this is a very um, potent time for you in general. I would say from without knowing your chart exact, what I will say is from May of this year, through it looks like uh now you sound like me (laughs) um through january 2022 the nodes of the moon which we Mm -hmm. we in the way that i interpret the astrological chart the nodes of the moon are very important karmic points yes that speak to um the memory the energetic feeling memory of perhaps the parts of the soul's journey that are seeking healing this lifetime. And the, the, that's the south node of the moon. The north node of the moon suggests the way to bring about that healing. And the difference is, is that whereas the south node is an instinctual memory imprint that you're not even conscious of, of exhibiting, the north node requires understanding it fully and thoroughly and understanding why you benefit when you meet those South Node um, habits or experiences mm-hmm. by responding to them from the North Node, like tr- choosing another way of meeting that same old pattern, right? right. So for you, the nodes um, from the time of May 2020 uh, through January of 2022, I think I said, yeah. the nodes are in Gemini Sagittarius, which means that they are, they are um, the, the, the North Node of the Moon is conjuncting your, your Moon, uh, which means that at some point in time in its journey in that period that I just mentioned, it will meet the moon. And you can think of that as sort of like a karmic uh, opportunity. All right. A right. karmic opportunity right. to come from the meaning of Gemini, which would be the observer, commentator, journalist. OK, who the speaker, the instructor who is passing on knowledge. All right. Sounds um, like me. Yeah. And yeah. And so at the same time, while it's doing that, right, uh-huh. um, the, the nodes of, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Pisces planets in your chart will be in stressful configuration to the placements of the nodes. Okay. And so part of you will have to try to navigate the realm between what's instinctual knowing that the Piscean energy represents and the moon south node, which is about, you know, just the facts, ma'am, forgetting about my personal attachment, my personal ideas, how I feel about something, Mm -hmm. but what is the logic? What is the facts? Let me put them together in a, in a cogent way that makes sense, Mm -hmm. that prove, Mm -hmm. you know, formulaic and facts and what's, what is, um, intellectually, uh, a sound. That's part of what. <laughs> That's perfect. I love to use uh, just the facts, ma'am. Just, just the, the facts, facts ma'am. To describe Jeremy. So there well, you go. You know, I've described describe myself as a practical visionary. Yeah, I yeah. love it. You like that? Feel yes, free to I use do. it. It's good. Practical visionary. You know, and yeah, mm-hmm. because. It's, you know, people say, oh, I went out in this meditation and I saw this blah, blah, blah. And it was so beautiful. I said, yeah, but did you bring it back here? Mm. Can you use mm. it? Can, mm. did, did you just go off somewhere and la-di-da? Or mm-hmm. can you bring it down and use it here? 
Mm-hmm. The yes, other thing yeah. I want to just add before I, I finish my piece is that this year, this month, I should say, from the 20th of the month to the 30th, we have Venus moved into uh, Leo, the sign of Leo, okay? okay, which is the sign on your ascendant. She actually moves into Leo on the 7th of September and through the rest of the month until the first two days of October. So at some point, she's going to cross the ascendant, which means that she is currently moving through the 12th house of your chart. All right. So the 12th house is the house of, you know, of mental rest, of atonement, retreat, going into the self, letting something go that we're outwardly concerned with and engaged with so we can go inward to renew, to regenerate, to heal, to forgive, to atone. So I highly recommend you, we talked about the staycation. I would recommend the staycation if you could stay focused on you and not, oh, let me do this in the house or that in the house or somebody just called or, oh, there's a party here. Or yeah. a party here. And nothing against party. Party might be just what you need to let loose and let Thank go. Thank God for but, COVID, huh? But, but what I mean is, is that it would be cool if you could recognize my time at home is for right. me to just rejuvenate right. me. Right. I, I will. I, I Good. Did. I think that's that's good advice, but you know I won't completely because you know how of course what you, you know how I am. <laughs> you know somebody <laughs> calls me like oh, this is, okay yeah whatever <laughs> yeah but so so ba- build in some time for some yeah. kind of you know e- energetic consciousness work. Well, I have actually, and I, I know I'm I'm going far afield here. But I actually have some pieces of some of my shamanic sculptures that mm-hmm. I have not worked on in over a year that I've been oh, thinking that, about. That would, that be, would be perfect. Yeah. Leo is creativity, yep. is fun, yep. Venus is, mm-hmm. you know, appreciation of art. That lose yourself in that. Yep. Yep. And if I, I can... if I had a prescription pad, I'd write it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been you know, it's been diddling around on the edge of my consciousness. Get some time here. I can finish these two pieces, but it doesn't seem right. Now I feel like it's coming into that time. And, you know, the timing has to be magical, too. I mean, we have to, you know, you have to honor all aspects of your being, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Well, what what I think we could say is you have to honor all parts of Mm -hmm. you. And I mean, I've touched upon different parts. And so this is the last part that I'm touching upon that space has to be made for this. I hope that we didn't. Else. I, I hope it doesn't inc- uh, discourage anybody in the audience if that doesn't fit with with your life because I've kind of hogged this a little bit. But all of these aspects can help everybody if you're listening to it. Right. Just right. Depending on what's going on in their chart and how the current. Because what I talk about every month is where they the planets are in the sky. From right. a time perspective, from a seasonal perspective. And so then it's about how they engage with your particular astrological chart. So right. for many people, it can be a very different kind of experience. For some, it could be very helpful and supportive and given just the right amount of stress, tension to make that move or step beyond, you know? Well, Cheryl, if somebody listening in would like to know a little bit more about their own chart and how mm-hmm. that works with what's going on, how can they get hold of you? Right. Very cool. Thank you for asking. Uh, they can reach me at Cheryl, that's with a C, C-H-E-R-Y-L, at astrologyempowers.com. Astrologyempowers.com. That is a good one. Astrology. Cheryl at astrologyempowers.com. And you can get hold of her and get some real knowledge uh, with uh, with this on astrology. Uh tuned right to you seriously you know i know a lot of astrologers <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you do that's how we met i know that's that. that an astrology conference yeah northwest astrology conference norwak uh wonderful won't have it mm-hmm. this year but um well didn't you know anyway um you are you are wonderful because you make it understandable and that's what what i like about you you don't just Babble on some esoteric stuff that nobody can understand. You 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 do it in a way that uh, anybody can get it. 
Thank you. Thank you for that validation. Because, you know, otherwise, like, what's the point? I remember when I was learning it, my teacher said to me, my first one said to me, one of the last big pieces of advice she gave me is, you know, um, she goes, she pushed me into doing sessions because I was terrified. And she said to me, it's very important that you do this. And I said, why? She says, so you can learn how to speak to people where they're at. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Given that I have Sagittarius rising, and the yeah. nature of Sagittarian people is to just talk, 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 <laughs> spill the tea, and keep on talking, and you know, don't hold back. And she was like, "And that's not gonna work. You're gonna yeah. have to learn how to talk to people yeah. where they can receive it, because right. that's communication." That's so, right. Anyway, thank well, you. We've, my we've, we've rambled on as we always yes. do when you when you call. It's always a pleasure. And uh, it's so nice to be here, and I will talk to you, if not before, and next month. Absolutely, and you have a good month, as you, you as well, Eric. Take care. Thanks, Cheryl. Bye. It's always so much fun having, talking to her. She's just great. Um, what I'd like to do now is take a short break, uh, and then we come back. I want to catch up on some of the news. I want to talk about the post office a little bit. Uh, Steve Bannon, uh, I think uh, I think just for fun, Jerry Falwell Jr., um, <laughs> I mean, that's a good one. So uh, when we come back, Eric and I are going to babble on and <laughs> in our usual... You mean we'll have insightful commentary it's... on this week's events? <laughs> yes, we'll have insightful commentary on this week's events. They're so much better than last <laughs> week's. <laughs> okay. All you right. are listening to Susan Harmon Experience as she stay tuned for more scintillating conversation. From Susan Harmon's private collection, these rare finds are now available for purchase until the end of June 2020. Quartz crystals that are large generators, rare Antarctic crystals with only three available. Russian phenakite, just one amazing specimen left. Czech moldavite of medium-sized high-quality pieces and various spears. Check out the pictures at Susan Harmon's Facebook page or email susan at susanharmon.com or call 206. 206- 8535225 that's 2068535225 covid-19 is a severe lung infection trust the american lung association for science-based public health information especially for the 36 million americans who live with lung disease we have resources to protect your lung health Access expertise from medical professionals and peer-to-peer support through our online communities. Visit lung.org for daily updates or call 1-800-LUNG-USA. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Susan Harmon is offering a 20% discount on a bi-locality session if booked by June 15, 2020. Social distancing? No problem. You receive the energy in one location while Susan uses stones and sound in the pyramid at another location. To book your session or to ask about a three-session special, email susan at susanharmon.com or call 206-853-5225. That's 206-853-5225. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Science! Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience, where we're experiencing science! (laughs) It's real, folks. Science is real. Uh, good, good music choice, Eric. Well, thank you. <laughs> Just because we talked about, you know, science, science. you know, being able to uh, <laughs> heal our vision. Yeah. Earlier, this is kind of the opposite. Thomas Dolby was blinded by science, where we were, were... unblinded. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Open up and do those pearly Healed blues. Healed by science. Yeah. Healed we, by science. Healed but, by uh, science. Yep. There's not that many songs that talk about science. Science, so. and that's good. Yeah. But you, you, 
Somebody asked me one time, I, you know, I said something, why do you, you can come up with all these songs. I said, well, a few of us are like that. Eric, you're real good at that. You're like, boom, that's the right song for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to do that. One of the things about science or news, um, I uh, put a little thing on our where our mailboxes are. We love our mail carriers. Um I am very, very proud of Washington State and Dallas, Texas, because they have unmantled, undismantled. They've put them back together, right? Uh, the sorters, and said, "This is ridiculous. We're going to do our jobs, and you can't uh, stop us from doing our our jobs." I hope that uh, other parts of the country won't uh, will will do the same thing. There are so many ways that this uh, this can be undone. To say, okay, I'm going to postpone it. I love what's his name, Lovejoy. I forget. Uh, Louis DeJoy, current Louis postmaster. DeJoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he now he he has claimed that they're trying to streamline the post office. That's they're a trying lie. to reform it and make it better, but. You, no, they're trying to destroy it. Well, absolutely, of course. <laughs> what I was going to say is you you don't streamline anything. You don't make anything better by getting rid of sorting machines that do the work of like 10 people. Right. Uh, that, that makes no sense whatsoever. Well, so this course. guy is either super incompetent Both. or just a straight up crony of Trump who wants to destroy the mail system because he's afraid of mail in votes. But what Trump is, of course, forgetting is that his voters vote by mail as well. So he's suppressing as does all he. votes. It's not going to help. As does he. Yes, absolutely. As does he. Of course. Well, he is the number one Trump voter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he he mailed his ballot. Right, in which is why he's he's tried to do this. Uh, well, Florida's okay though. Yes, yeah, but Anywhere Washington where, State. How many years has Washington State, you know, done this? Yeah, we've done it since the nineties. Right, uh, Colorado, uh, Oregon. Right. Uh, you know, uh, they have never had any problems with it. I personally like going to the polls. I like the the interaction, blah blah blah. But that was pre-COVID. Uh, there is no difference between the mail and ballot. And, and what a lot of people don't understand when they say, well, they, they aren't, they, they're not support, supporting themselves financially. That is only because of Congress putting on that they need 75 years of money set aside for retirement. No company, no organization, no government or, you know, nothing, private or government, has to do what the post office is having to do because they wanted to destroy the post office and have uh, ha- and privatize it. Uh, y- you don't set money aside for retirement because you don't know how many people you're going to have. And they're insisting that they do this. It's, it, it's an outrageous thing. So that's uh, that's one of the problems with the with the post office. Uh, here they go, but I it's not going to work. It is not going to work. I mean, do you think it will? I I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I think it's going to make people angrier. Yeah, absolutely. And the the, and, the, and the short-sightedness. Yeah, the short-sightedness, of course, is that. A, a lot of older people vote by mail, even in states that are not right. sh- strictly vote by mail. And a lot of those folks are, you know, more conservative, would usually vote for a Republican. So he's su- suppressing all votes by trying to dismantle the mail system. Right. Um, but it's twofold. It's a it's the ballots. Sure. But it's also destroying the post office. Right. So look at the bigger picture. And, of course, DeJoy uh, is heavily invested in uh, (laughs) postal uh, competitors like UPS and FedEx. And you know what it's going to cost you if you do ever have to do everything through UPS? And sure. Credit? If it's privatized, it's, yeah, rural communities are going to be hosed, basically. Hosed horribly. Yep. Medicine, when they, when, and this ought to get to some of you, the baby chicks that have died sitting there in the mail that's piled up and not sorted. 
baby chicks, maybe baby turtles too. Sure, a lot of stuff little, goes little through the mail. That it, goes through the yeah. they go through the mail and they're sitting and then all of a sudden, boom, right. stop. Animals are dead. Uh, medicine is is withheld. Yep. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous in a country like the United States of America. Let's sink our country into a fourth world. Is there such a thing as lower than the third world? I mean, it's ridiculous. And we we deserve better. And good for Tacoma, good for Seattle, good for Dallas for saying, we're putting these machines back together and we're putting them back in operation. Absolutely. And that is a big shout out to, to people with some guts with some courage to do the right thing and don't allow this kind of stuff to happen. Speaking of people doing the right thing, uh, Steve Bannon springs to mind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Well, he raised all this money to build the wall. Sure. Millions of dollars from hardworking people who want those dirty immigrants not to be able to immigrate, you know, here. We're going to build a wall, which, of course, they can climb over. Uh, they can dig under. Uh, yep. You know, it's, the only thing it stops is migrating animals. Right. Uh, how much of it went into his pocket and into their pockets? I mean. Well, they're saying millions of do- millions. dollars were diverted. I know. I'm shocked that people shocked. donated to these con artists. But <laughs> but they did. But they did, yeah. And of course, they just funneled that money straight into their pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they had shell. And the hilarious they, thing was, it was the post office that arrested <laughs> Steve Bannon. I know. Do you not <laughs> love it? Yeah. Uh, but the whole thing is the shell organizations that they funneled the money to. Did they mm-hmm. not realize that they can be found out? Yeah. <laughs> they they figured they could get away with it. Well, we'll just create this company here, and then we'll funnel the money to them, and then we can take it out of that, and nobody will ever know the difference. They think everyone is as stupid as they are. I mean, seriously. Uh, you know, there's people who lie in wait for, for, for con artists who, 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 you know, want these grifters to quit grifting. That's a lot of grifting. I mean, I personally think these people are stupid to donate this money sure okay that's my personal belief however even if they are stupid they shouldn't be shouldn't have it used against them do, do you Re- know what regardless I mean? of whether your victim deserves it yes. or not and yes. i'm not saying they did they did there is a law there is and when you break the law right you should be punished just because they you know i don't agree with them and they but they're coming from their hearts and doing what they think is right as stupid as it may be uh they think it is and i don't think that it's right if i don't agree with someone i don't want to steal from them you know, I don't want someone else to steal from them. Right. Stealing is wrong, period. It's wrong. Um, speaking of hypocrisy, I just have to throw this in there. Now, I'm, I'm a rather liberal-viewed person when it comes to sex. I think everybody should do consenting adults. Let me rephrase this. Consenting adults should be able to do whatever they choose to do with each other as long as no one's being forced into anything. Um, Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife uh, were in a threesome from 2012 to 2018. So this is not a one-night, one little little thing. Uh, it was six years. It was six years relationship, uh, very involved, very, you know, personal. Uh, I'm, again, Them and a pool boy. Pool boy. Yes, no, <laughs> it's straight out of but, adult uh, movies. But when she, I know, when she, I've never seen an adult movie in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but you're grinning. You're trying not to laugh at me, but you can, you're not succeeding. Anyway, um, when he says my wife had an inappropriate relationship, honey, you were there. Right. You know, you're why you were part of this, and that I listened to the tape, you know, of of the conversation with the three of you talking together, and you did. 
I don't care. I hope you had a good time. I hope all three of you had a wonderful time. Don't be a hypocrite. Quit telling other people how evil they are and this is wrong and that's wrong when you yourself are doing it. I, I kind of look at it like Christian spanking. Why don't you just say you enjoy a spanking? I mean, you know, just be honest. You don't have to come up with some big wild story to justify it. You can just say, hey, I, I kind of like getting a little spanking. It's fun, you know. So what? I don't care. You're not hurting anybody else. You're doing what you enjoy doing. And life is about enjoyment. You know, enjoy it. Um, it is not... Well, the problem is, of course, the hypocrisy of him right. leading a, a uh, religious university that still, to this day, condemns homosexuals. Right. Yeah, and condemns premarital sex. Premarital sex. Yes. They don't believe in abortion. They don't believe in birth control. Right. They don't believe in premarital sex. They're lying. <laughs> They're lying. Exactly. And They're participating in all of these things. They're participating in all of these things. Uh, you know, uh, look at the at the at the people serving in office who have met people in airport bathrooms. Right. Just go and meet the person in person somewhere and 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 check out to make sure that they're uh, disease free. And then that would be a whole lot better than going home to your fake wife and giving her a disease. You know, that's the thing that bothers me about a lot of it, right? Sure. And the fact that uh, often those people are Republican senators and they're passing laws that restrict people's right. freedoms. And, and, and why is that? Yeah. Can you, can you explain that? Can anyone explain to me why you would pass laws against something you do? I don't understand it. Is it guilt? Is it that I feel so horrible about myself because I have these feelings that I want to be punished? Right. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I have... Well, they, is my thinking askew? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it It is still interesting to this day that Republicans try and spin their policies as being part of uh, family values, if you will, and yet, so many of them, the, the ones that are elected to office at least, aren't practicing what they practicing. preach at all. You know, um, when my children were, little, were small, when they were young, they would ask me sometimes questions, and I would say, I don't know the answer to that. Let's look it up together. Uh, I didn't come up with some pat stories for them. I wanted them to, to think. Uh, my, my daughter pointed out to me, Mom, I remember when I was little and I'd say, hey, I'm going with my friends to this particular church, you know, a church that wasn't of my view. I mean, I'm like, okay, well, have a good time. You know, enjoy yourself. Mom, this guy was up there and he was screaming, you're all going to hell, you know, and all this. And, and I started laughing. I said, okay. I mean, my daughter told me, and mommy, I started laughing, and I said, "Why do you? Why did you laugh? Why did you think it was funny?" Well, because you told me, you know, blah blah blah, you know. But but I never told my children they couldn't go to another church, they couldn't investigate anything. I always like, well, go ahead and go and check it out, see what you think. You know, I want wanted my children to think, to find out what there was out there. How, how it worked or didn't work for them. You know, try to figure this out. You know, I mean, to, to say these things, I, I um, worked with a young man who's been a friend of mine for many years now, but he uh, had done, uh, what do they call the therapy? Aversion therapy. What's it? Uh, is that what it's called? Aversion. They, they're they're going to... Do the get the gay out of them conversion conversion therapy. yeah conversion therapy, and he had been it it was horrible it was absolutely horrible I said there's nothing wrong with you nothing wrong with you at all. Um, 
hypocrisy, I think, is the worst thing you can teach your children. Because I, to me, there's a, there's a conversation that takes place that's verbal in a family, and there's an unconscious conversation that takes place. If those two aren't in sync, little kids are pretty, they start out being intuitive. You know, they don't all, you know, always be able to stay there. You know, we were talking about, uh, you know, a little warning a child, you know, don't, don't, don't talk to, oh, uh, somebody out here in, uh, said, I was raised to talk to strangers. I said, yeah, when you tell your children, don't talk to strangers, when it's really Uncle Harry you need to watch out for, you know, teach your children to be intuitive, to use their intuition, to, to, if your gut is telling you something, that's more important to listen to than don't talk to strangers because a lot of str- most strangers are pretty nice people for them. You know what I mean? Just don't know them. Why are you laughing? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if that <laughs> that's always true. No, but they're <laughs> they're no more dangerous than the people you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, of course, a lot of it, abuse comes from. People that right. people know, yeah, um, but it's it's definitely still not a, a good intu- policy to take candy from strangers <laughs> as a child. I know, but your intuition should tell you know develop that. Some rando <laughs> that you don't know <laughs> says, "Get in my van, I've got candy." Still say no, kids. Well, I didn't. <laughs> did I say get in the if, van <laughs> with somebody that said? Come here, baby. I want to give you candy. Reach down in the bottom for the big ones. I mean. I'm just putting that disclaimer out there for kids. For kids. Well, yeah. You need to, 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 (laughs) (laughs) you know, life isn't that simple. You've got to be, use a little bit of intelligence. You have to have a conversation. Not everybody in the world is a good person. Walking down the street, you know. Uh, you go the opposite direction of the vehicle. If you, you know what I mean? If somebody pulls up and starts talking to you from a vehicle, that's a good idea to get the heck out of there. That's true. That, that's not a, a nice little, I mean, I've had children like, you know, go like this because their mother told them not to talk to a stranger. I'm a nice lady. You know, I'm talking to them in a, in a perfectly rational setting. Sure. But they may not know that until they get to know you. To know me is to love me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, I just, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't help it. I'm just that kind of a person. Um, and we got about six minutes left, by the way. I know we do. We, we can. Uh, one of the things that I did want to talk about, I wanted to tell people that you may not realize it, but COVID is a blessing. I mean, yes, I know. It's not a huge blessing. But think about it. You've been given an opportunity to go within, spend time by yourself, uh, you know, see the things that you want to see. Masks. I was just talking to somebody this morning about that. Learning to recognize a smile with the eyes. When you start seeing people in a whole different way, just instead of just a vague uh, looking at them, you can see, you start looking in their eyes. What do they say? The eyes are the windows of the soul. And then you see the smile on the face of the person, even though you don't see a smile through the mask. I mean, I've done this with, I'm wearing my mask and go, there's a smile under here, you know. But the eyes show the smile. The eyes do it. So you we can start looking at each other in different ways, truer ways, when we, when we, when we do these kinds of things. Uh, we, we have uh, so many things that, uh, that, that, that are positive, that are good. Uh, there's uh, learning... <laughs> Learning to, um, like I said, look at the eyes and and do that. Check out uh, a variety of different things. Understand uh, people better. Go within. Meditate. Find out. I, and and I, I've said this on the show before when I end the show. 
dance with yourself. You know, just do it because it's fun to do. Sure. You don't have to be entertained all the time. You know, uh, find out. Good thing. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you know, with musicians have been doing a lot of interesting ways of of having concerts and and things. And yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been really interesting to see uh, the innovation. Uh, with people, you know, working around. It's a it's a real challenge that I think some of these innovations are going to be with us for um, years to come. I agree. Um, you know, like the way that they did the two conventions, uh, the political conventions, uh, you know, just not looking at the content, but just how they were produced. You know, uh, some of the things I think are going to stick around for a long time, like um, the, you know, how the Democrats uh, nominated, had the nominating process. They had representatives from each state in their home states uh, doing whatever they wanted to right. represent their home state. I thought that was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Did, I think did, that's something that they're going to do. people on the, uh, the, the lawn of the uh, White House? Yes. For the Republican thing? Yeah. And, no uh, social distance, no mask. As Stephen Colbert said, it was a bigger turnout than the inauguration. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that was a plus. I'm sorry. I, I find him very amusing. Uh, he, he did side-by-side photographs of uh, Obama at the beginning of his term, at the mm-hmm. end of his term. He did a photograph of himself at the beginning of COVID, at the end of COVID. Right. And he did one of Trump. Trump, there was no difference, mm. <laughs> but everybody, but other, do you know what I mean? We, Trump, we've all was, aged a lot. We've all aged, year. but not Trump, <laughs> uh, you know. Well, when you just don't care about anything, when your whole life has been luxury, you know, I mean, it really does go to show how stress uh, takes a toll on the body. And when you don't feel any stress any because stress. you don't care about anything but yourself, then yeah, yeah it's not a problem yeah you, you don't have those uh, effects when when uh trump jr uh said uh well w- i kyle kowalski i'm not sure i'm saying his name right i know he has a show on uh youtube uh said that it looked like he was on uh cocaine uh trump jr you know because he was sweaty and he was you know yes. and he said did you mistake me for biden uh you know uh hunter biden and I kind of laughed because this guy pointed out, I guess one spoiled son of a, a wealthy man and another spoiled son of a wealthy man could be. But who cares? Yeah. You know, right. Who, who cares? You, the majority of people in this country don't have your, quote, problems, unquote. Sure. Do you know, uh, this backbiting. I don't know if they, they did coke or not. I don't care. Well, he definitely looked like he might have been on something. He <laughs> definitely looked that way. He so. definitely looked, you know, yes, recognize. But that the, is just speculation, of yes, course. Yes, just speculation. I don't care to speculate anything. What they what they said, one of the good things that came out of this is that Eric looked to be the smart one in the family. Woohoo! Well, Eric's hey, are Eric. always the smart ones in the family. So. <laughs> yeah, Eric, there you go. <laughs> Well, I am so glad I have had this time here in the studio with you uh, doing this. I look forward to doing it again. Uh, and life is good. And I know I will be dancing after this show. I hope all of you will be dancing just the same. 